primary point of of uh, trying to point out the the non-thinking mind, the, the empty mind. And, uh, of course, this is this is the subtlety that most people uh, don't they don't see its value. I mean, people. Think that, uh, believe, think that thinking is of great value and to think your way to enlightenment as possible. And so this is why, this is why emptiness and non-self, they don't seem like anything because they're not, no thing at all. It's not a thing. But you can realize that, realize that which is no thing. As a silence, it has the the quality of silence or of space, emptiness, and and this thing like space here is like nothing, isn't it? It's in this room, just this space here, and we 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 give it, we contain, you know, we build walls and put up a building, so we have a sense of spacious room. But we, but it's really the the room that we're looking at, and the things in the room that we value, and uh, the space itself, which is with us all the time, and which is we can't live without. We we don't we don't give any attention. We don't appreciate. So, like in meditation, you're you're turning to that, re- recognizing, realizing that which is. It's always here. Whether you're here or there, there's always space, <laughs> and uh, there's always silence of the mind. There's always a you can you know the to recognize that silence, the background, the the place where words and thoughts arise from. That is to really begin to to. Uh, Penetrate the, the the Dhamma to really see the Dhamma, know that realize the Dhamma. And then, uh, you know, if you if you just learn that much on this retreat, you you, you really, uh, you know, even if you had one moment of that kind of realization, that is probably better than most people will ever have. Most people are caught up in their thoughts and views, and they're looking for things. They're looking for something. You don't have to look. There's a the space in this room. You don't have to look for it. Just pay attention to it. Where's the space in this room? <laughs> Spent the whole retreat trying to find it. We haven't. <laughs> Some of you expecting enlightenment to be like a, a, a kind of uh, kind of extraordinary uh, kind of bombardment of light, or kind of totally zapped by a, a, a thunderbolt. I'm sure you're waiting for for 
Zeus to come along and kind of throw his thunderbolt at you. <laughs> like, like being electrified. But contemplate, I mean, enlightenment isn't. I mean, we can, we can get those, we can get hits off of life, off drugs and things like that. Get, touch the electric socket or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> you can get hits off of of uh, of you know of uh, meditation too. You can get high as a kite. You can you can get in uh, you know just get into these blissful states of just like that. And I remember going to a Hindu ashram in India years ago and. Twenty years ago, and I was, and and everybody was into bhajans and and bhakti practices, bhakti yoga, and I remember people walking around like this, <laughs> beautiful young girls in orange saris, going, that, <laughs> and I thought well, this is very impressive because in, in a Buddhist monastery, people don't look like that. <laughs> What are we doing wrong in the Buddhist <laughs> monastery? And then, and then they told me that that uh, it collapsed as soon as they left the ashram. They were all afraid to leave the ashram and go to Bombay because uh, all that that would just completely collapse, and they didn't know how to cope with uh, with uh, Bombay and ordinary things. And you could. You know, they did love getting this, this high state, and they, they were kind of floating around, like, like almost, you know, like they weren't weren't with life, and they were just kind of in a state of of uh, of hype. So then I contemplate in the you know the Buddhist practice of it's very grounding, it's, it's touching earth, it's uh, it's with the body. We're not we're not just trying to get into a high mental state that. Where we where we kind of just reject the world and and the body and the planet, and we we no longer can do anything. Where we're completely useless because we're you know we can't we aren't with life. We're 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 attached to a maybe a high state of conscious experience. So in the middle way. The Buddha used words middle way, Majjhima Bhattivata, quite significant. It's not just kind of a, a, a mediocre compromising with life. It's not, not that. It's not what most people think the middle way is. I think it's just, just a kind of a, making endless compromises uh, and uh, doesn't, doesn't, uh, where the extremities are more seem more more attractive and more interesting, more exciting. But the middle way really is is just transcendent in a way that you're 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 not you're not transcendent doesn't mean getting out of, but it means seeing things, seeing in the in the right way, the the mental objects. So that's why in in uh, in 
when we take refuge in the Buddha, we're taking refuge in that attentive state, in awareness. Paying attention, these are the key words. Looking into, paying attention, being awake. These are the these are the, what, what Buddhism, what Buddha's teachings are all about: being awake, paying attention, watching, listening. Then, and then, and then uh, what? Well, what? What? Is, um, do we expect him to do it? Or well, this is something we can all do, isn't it? We can all awake. It's just like just you do it. You don't. You don't practice something to get awake in the future. You, you just awake in the present. It's a, it's what you do right now and pay attention. And then you you're looking at you're, you're paying attention to the way things are. You're not trying to to say things should be other than this. We're not here to we're not going to criticize or 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 compare the one thing with another. We're paying attention. Uh, on the level of just attentiveness, it's not, it's not, to, not to, to get hold of anything or to, to, to make any, you know, to, to manipulate or, or change things, but to just recognize the way it is. That kind of attentiveness is sustainable. And of course, one of the most, the closest thing to us is, is the mood of the, the body and the mood of the mind. So, so you know it's right here, and and the, the mood of you, the, the mood you're in, the mental state you're in right now, it's just it's just this way. And and so like foundations of mindfulness, they're, they're bringing paying attention to the way it is of the body, the feelings, the mental states, the dhamma. So that's an ongoing practice. It's not dependent upon meditation retreats or monasteries or anything. It's just the way it is, wherever you know, when wherever you are. It's this way. And so the the, the refuge is in this sustain learning to trust and rest in this state of attention. Uh, not attention in the sense of, of, of a forced uh, concentration on something, but this 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 uh, receptive state of listening, watching. It's it's a relaxed state. It's not like you you trying to you know when you're concentrating, then you have to put more effort into it and concentrate on something. But just in in that in the, in the uh, awakened state, it's it's more like a balanced state of mind. So it's not not like having having to to force your mind onto something. It's just learning to to develop, to cultivate this way of attention, of attention, listening, watching, awaken, and then then investigating, mean looking at the roots and the causes and conditions of things is. Is it making it into any any kind of difficult task? But it's it's co- contemplating on the arising and ceasing the the of conditions. So as you rest in the space or in that awakened state, 
then your then your reflective mind your is you you can use your intelligence to contemplate things in terms of dhamma tamanu pasana saripatana which is seeing things in, in according to the the laws of nature rather than according to uh, one's own uh, biases or, or character or habit habitual tendencies so that's why in this retreat we really encourage this 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 uh, you know in the silence and space and and uh, try, just to, just not to make that into something you have to do but something you begin to really appreciate and and trust in just that much, you know, in something that that you 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 can uh, develop, not something you're trying to get out, get make it into a big thing for for this retreat, but just to to learn how to feel more trusting and relaxed in that state of awareness, and being aware. Because then, then that gives you tremendous uh, uh, ability to to uh, say work to to live your life in a way that that you're atten- you're learning from it, you're attentive to it, and you're you're not just uh, helplessly caught in in reacting to life. But if you don't know this, then then you're just caught in in reactions to things. You just can't help it. He just, one is just a victim of, of one's emotional habits and circumstances. So you, you're going up and down with the, the praise and blame, successes and failures of worldly life. Liking this, not liking that. Wanting, not wanting. and you're just, you're just stuck there. If you're caught in the conditioned mind. If that's if you're trying to think your way out of, think way to enlightenment, all you all you end up with is despair. I always feel you're never enlightened. The avicca bhajaya sankara, sankara bhajaya vinyanang. You know the the story. And at the end of it, the soka parite vasuka payasa. <laughs> so it it uh, that's that's something to you know that's from the point of of a self trying to find something trying to become something trying to get rid of something uh, me trying to meditate even me trying to not be anybody me trying to do whatever is the, the, the vicha, bhajaya, sankara, and then, then there's always a sense of despair at the end of it. So that's why even after years of practice, you can feel despair <coughs> because you, if you haven't, if you haven't penetrated that reality, ever, then I mean, just sitting on cushions and going to meditation retreats. Uh, developing a vicha bhajaya sankara, you stand up for the same result. Maybe you develop barami, 
you can sit longer or something like that, more patient. But uh, you're not you're not getting to the to the real uh, to the real practice, the real uh, dhamma. But this is where the Buddhist teaching is so, you know, it's, he, he says like when, when he was uh, on, on his deathbed, he says, I, I leave you the Dhamma Vinaya. When uh, Nanda is saying, who's going to be our teacher when you die? And I leave you, this is the Dhamma Vinaya. So the Dhamma is our, Vinaya is, 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 is what helps us to to live together. We're we're developing, we're living in a way that is harmless and moral and respectful. So Vinaya fulfills that on a basic level, just communal relationships. Is is to to be harmless, not to intentionally harm each other and and to, to be morally responsible for action and speech to try to uh, support each other in the in the practice of Dhamma. And then and the Dhamma is is the teaching. Okay, you know, the Four Noble Truths. The Eightfold Path. And then so that that's a very direct teaching. It's not a, it's not a, you know, it's not something that, <coughs> that uh, applies to to something in the future. It's right now. It's Uchu Patipano. It's immediate. Apparent here and now. This Dhamma teaching is, is something that he gave us the, uh, the right to use. This is, this is the, the um, I mean, we, this is something we can use. It's, it's, a, it's a teaching for for human beings. So they're trying to to put it in a context where where we we feel we you know to to kind of confirm that it's something that you can do. It's something you have the the right to do. Something you have the ability to do, rather than seeing it as a Something maybe, you know, that maybe, I mean, because one could easily put Dhamma in such a, in a category that, uh, that you can't do it. Because things get, get raised up or get, get uh, a, a kind of apotheosis. And, and, I mean, I've seen this. I mean, people in the Buddhist world will kind of raise Dhamma up into such a high state that, uh, you know, nobody think, nobody's willing to do it. Or even the Four Noble Truths, they'll, they'll uh, say, you know, people just can't uh, realize those truths anymore. But uh, this is not true. And... Uh, And as long as we, as long as we have that feeling that that, that uh, you know the self view, 
uh, and judging from my own experience, the self-view is always, uh, you know, doesn't it tends to uh, doubt, make you doubt all the time. So, so as long as the self-view is is a kind of the underlying cause of your practice, and it's never been really, really penetrated, never seen through, then then you're you're always feeling a sense of uh, of kind of disappointment or despair in regards to practice because you you've, uh, <coughs> even your practice is has this this is is still being interpreted from uh, from the the self and then uh, and i think that 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 the, the Buddha's confirmation of, you know, the Dhamma Vinaya to Ananda, it's like a, that's like a historical, uh, whether it's true or not, I don't know. Maybe it never happened, but it's in the, in the scriptures anyway. But, uh, it's a, it's a statement to me. It gives, it gives, uh, it gives me a confidence in the fact that, that he was, the Lord Buddha was, uh, you know, pointing to the fact that this is this is for you. It's not just Ananda, but it's for me and you. And this and this Dhamma teaching isn't something that that is, uh, say, uh, for an age or something. You know, for for say, ancient India or, or pre-industrial. Uh, Third world countries, or things like that, <laughs> because uh, you know it's a, it's, a, it's a timeless teaching. It's about the way things are. It's not about an age or a, or a time, or it's not temporal, based on a sense of of, uh, of time. Even though in the tradition they do have the that this is the teaching for this age, and then the next. Buddha age will be the Maitreya Buddha and so forth and that is uh, you know that's also subject to uh, doubt and unsurety because uh, you know those are those are you know kind of interesting concepts and in terms of what we can know now say we can we can know suffering we can know the causes we can know the cessation we can know the path Because you're, you are, you are ex- recognizing timelessness, akalika nama, in the, the uh, and so then, then the particular age isn't isn't important, and in, in, in uh, various interpretations, I mean, there are different ways of saying, you know, like Mahayana says there that there were advanced teachings afterward or whatever but you know, I don't question that but but the advanced teachings that they often talk about are you know are very are, are the four noble truths just a, you know, it's not they don't you don't find them really uh, like the advanced teachings of Mahayana in, in, in any way kind of uh, saying anything other than than uh, than what the, what you can find within the four noble truths. 
There doesn't is no problem. The world and there's the delusion. But the whole point of the thing is that once once you break through the delusion, then the rest is, uh, you know, what else is there to do but to to serve others? And I mean, the the Mahayana make the arahant sound like a totally selfish goal, and that you. You know, you're just aimed towards uh, self-enlightenment and then the heck with the rest of you. But, but that's not how it works. You, you, you know, if you let go of the self, then, then you feel very much a part of everything. You know, it's a sense of, of oneness and, and that with all being. That's very much within the Theravada. And whether you, you know, and these these uh, ideas of re- taking on rebirth, those could, you know, but that, but if that's coming from from the egotistical view of self, then I don't trust it. But if that's a if that's an altruistic, uh, uh, real uh, that's a realization that one that that there is through through letting go of the ego, then that's very beautiful. But what I don't trust is, uh, is uh, coming anything coming out of my ego, egotistical uh, views, well, no matter how altruistic they might be. Because uh, I don't trust that, that, whole, that whole programming that's based on avicca. But uh, if, you, if you get rid of avicca, then... Then, the, then they kind of, you know, there's still, you know, one can, there's still, uh, there's compassion, there's, there's love, there's, there's ways of, of, uh, there's just natural responses to life. If, if there's no self, then there's no, nothing to stop loving or, or compassion for the suffering of others. And how you want to, 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 to uh, make something out of that in in terms of uh, philosophical statements but uh, I don't uh, I mean I, th- I think that, that that there's a lot of misunderstanding just on the you know on the level of, of because people don't practice and, and realize the Four Noble Truths, then, they, then you do get maybe these ideas that arahants are just uh, selfish people that have liberated themselves but <clears throat> could care less about everyone else. So. And it's not that I'm very I mean, that's... All I'm trying to do here is I'm not, I'm not trying to to make a case for Theravada at all, but just to point <coughs> to to the to a way of meditating in which your the problem is solved. You know the the sense of me and mine and and the, and the discriminative mind is seen in a perspective, and you're no longer operating from views about anything, you know, you're not coming from being Theravada anymore, from being Mahayana or any 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 position. 
you're not you're not you're not taking a position uh, even on the four noble truths these are these aren't positions I'm taking but they they're just uh, like it's like it's a it's a convention to to break through the delusion of the self being the the uh, uh, you know the identification with the five conduct